Welcome to the home place, a visit to earlier times on the West Virginia hills, recollected through family tales and tunes from generations past. He passed by your door on his way to the cold. He was tall, he was slender, and his dark eyes so tender. His occupation was mining, West Virginia his home. Oh, what will I say to his poor little children? I just fell in love with him. And what will I tell is perfect old and every right to me, a good husband, a good father, and, and a good friend. And so, never a day goes by, I don't think about it. I have good memories. My heart that's clear broken if my darling is gone. Oh, say, did you see him going early this morning? The memory of November 19, 1968 is painful for Sarah Kosnowski. She lives at Barrickville, just a few miles down the road from Mannington, where her husband worked the midnight shift at the Number 9 mines. He had worked 45 years in the coal mines since he was a boy of 14, and he knew the danger signs. My husband worked midnight. And, well, when he came home the last day from work was Sunday morning. Came home about eight or a little after, and, and he came home and he says, come down here, I want to tell you something. He said, that mine's going to go. He said, it's so full of gas, and they have a machine covered up. He said, they're more concerned about the machine than they are the men. And uh, see, he was far boss, too, say, and he'd take all them readings. When he'd take the readings, why then? They were bad. You know, too much methane. So I said to him, I said, Pete, don't go to work anymore. I said, I'll help you. I've helped you before on your strikes. And we'll make it. And I will work. I'm not too proud to work. I love to work. And so he said he'll sleep on it. So then he came up and he went to post office. He couldn't sleep, you know. And then pretty soon he laid down. He got up that evening, and I made his evening meal. Then he, uh, we came in the living room, and they was playing Honey, I Miss You on this television song. He said, you know, if you're in the other room, I miss you. He, I said, my goodness, Pete, I think about that every day. If you're in the other room, I miss you too. We're just so close. And I said, when you're outside, I miss you. Because if he'd go to, down the road to go to a post office or go to the grocery store, I'd always run to the den, and he would toot his horn and wave down by the road, and I'd look out the window and wave to him. That's how close we were. He's just that good of a guy, I tell you. But anyway, that evening when they was playing that, well, then we made remarks to each other. Then later, well, we both loved to dance. He was really agile. We, we loved to dance. We could do all the dances. And so we were dancing around here in the living room, too. Mm. 
and then we played a game of cards, 500 rummy. Then it was getting about 10 o'clock, and he said, would I make his bucket? And he'll pack his lunch. And I said, Peter, you gonna go? He said, I have a job to do. So he dressed, and then he said, goodbye, I'm going to work. And I, he kissed me goodbye, and I said, I love you, Pete. I'll see you in the morning. Be careful. And he went. So then I couldn't sleep very good. And I, I'm always an early riser. I get up sometimes 10 to 6 in the morning. I got up early that morning, and I turned on the Today Show. And it told about the tragedy on the television. And I was alone sitting on this davenant right here, this same davenant. And I don't know, I just guess I was in shock, but I ran to the phone. I called my son. I called Pete's brother, lives next door over here. And then I just took out the street screaming. We read in the paper and the radio tell us to raise our children to be minors. I didn't get to go up to the mines for a few days because I couldn't walk. I couldn't walk at all. But my young son and my husband's brother, they stayed up there day and night waiting to see if they could get any sign of life and if they could get him out. You know. Then I'd always dream about Pete, and the pillow would be soaked. I'd be crying, just sopping wet all my clothes for over a year. And I'd always dream, and he'd always come smiling, and he'd say, I didn't get killed in the mine. I was just away. Then one night I was lying on Davenant, and I was alone. But all at once, just, I raised up because something cold just went by me, went, and I looked, and I reached out to feel it, like a wind. So I think it was Pete's spirit telling me I'm okay or something. There is a great way down in the Mannington mine. There is a great way down in the Mannington mine. Thoughts. What 
The story of the Mannington mine disaster was told by Sarah Kosnowski. The song of the same title was written and sung by Hazel Dickens. Gene Ritchie wrote the West Virginia Miners song. Engineering was by David Mould and field recordings by Jerry Milnes and Michael Klein. Joint funding came from Davis and Elkins College and the Humanities Foundation of West Virginia, a state program of the National Endowment for the Humanities. To get in touch with us, write The Home Place, 114 Boundary Avenue, Elkins, West Virginia, 26241. This is Michael Klein. Come back and see us at The Home Place. How can God forgive you? You do know what you've done.